Ho, ho, ho. Open up your dough. I'm Santa Claus. And guess what, y'all? I got something to show. I came to bring some Christmas spirit. I got a big bag. Now guess what's in it? Something for the rich and something for the poor. So Merry Christmas and ho, ho, ho. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast, everybody. <laughs> it's a little little Kumo D for you from 1983, uh, which I, I they really weren't like going out on a limb and naming uh, rap songs that that well in the early 80s. That's just called Christmas rap. I'm like, come on, man. You can just something, anything on top of that. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello. Uh, I host this show and two other people do too. This is our 84th episode of, of Continue. It is a show about video games. And I don't know if you guys know this, but 2020 isn't over yet. And holy crap, do we need video games right now? Uh, on the show, we have Dave Roberts. Uh, I've been using my PS5 like a normal person and playing Zone of the Enders 2. <laughs> game still rules, by the way. I don't know if you know this. Uh, it's four hours long. Uh, the script and voice acting sound like they were uh, written and performed by aliens trying to understand English, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's it's all killer no filler. You just you go in you you robot stuff and then you're done. You just move mm-hmm. on with your day. Gotta and finally, the PlayStation <laughs> Five can handle the uh, the 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 frame rate. Because it was so ambitious at the time <laughs> that uh, the PS2 or PS3 couldn't handle it. <laughs> uh, Zone, Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Yeah. Uh, which has has the manliest named hero in all of games, oh Dingo. Dingo Egret. Dingo Egret. Nobody, no, nothing says hero material like Dingo. That is a Metal Gear character. Oh, it sure is. Written and directed by the guy, not Kojima, he just produced it, but Shuyu Murata is the director uh, and writer, and he was the writer for Snake Eater, Death Stranding, basically anything Kojima's worked on. There's Uh, a lot there. Ken Marineris is the female lead. (laughs) Just keep calling her Ken Marinera. That's fine. It's it's the future. Don't worry about it. Ken Marinera. No, no one, no one in this game speaks like any person actually talks. It's incredible. Oh, so it's like the cast of Brick. Oh, oh, oh Brick Burns. You got owned. That's, if if anybody, well, I know that Brick has been in, in hot discussion in the Continue podcast. We'll never Discord. escape it. That's what made me think I of still, it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get. Now, guys, I, didn't, I we haven't talked about this at, on the show at all, but I got one of them hot 4K TVs, finally, uh, for the first time. And I'm like, ooh, now I can watch movies in the ultra high def. I gotta get, I gotta get a copy of Brick. I gotta go find an ultra. 4K find the four, copy the 4K Brick. Blu-ray of. I gotta, of I Brick. gotta see the pores on Joseph Gordon-Levitt's <laughs> dome. <laughs> uh a uh, little heads up, everybody. We had to call an audible for the recording of this episode. Typically, uh, 
one, every other episode, our backers who back us at a certain level can come and watch us live and record. Uh, we usually use Google Hangouts. We're using Discord. And I did want to give people a little heads up. There, I am receiving like a slight delay. Same. Uh, when Dave and Susan talk. So if we ever talk over each other, understand that we're, we're dealing with just the, the fact that the internet is being crushed by people. Is your guys' internet working correctly at all? Or is it like being wonky and slow just in general? Has that been I, happening I, I to you have, I have Spectrum. It's yeah, Spectrum. Bad, just it has, normally. It's normal it, bad. Yeah, normal uh, bad. I've been having some moments where like I it's like straight up I logged into the AOL client uh this past week. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> we also have Susan Arndt, the anchor host of the show. It's Christmas time. Hollis Queens. Mm-hmm. Mom's cooking chicken. <laughs> there we go. And color greens. There are some amazing Christmas uh, hip-hop songs going back to the vintage period and from which our slow jams generally derive. Um, and uh, we've done Christmas in Hollis, Queens twice uh, on various incarnations of this show for a slow jam because it's the one that is reliable. Uh, and I find... That when I go and look for a Christmas slow jam, I'm like, this is this is great. This is good. I can't say that line. That's yeah, <laughs> there's that. I mean, we can't we, say that. We, I mean, we could do all I want for Christmas is you, which is a legit hmm. great Christmas song. We, we've done all I want for Christmas is oh, you crap. a Have couple we? years oh. ago. All we right, did then. it. Well, I I we I I, I feel like we're running out of mariah at this point like i'm starting to have to get to like post 2005 mariah oh that's ooh. Mm. yeah like i'm having to get into the nick cannon years and ooh, come no, on. No, 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 no. no meanie thank you Mm-mm. no no Mm-mm. some people some people want that most people don't want that which is a, a wonderful segue into the topic of the hour everybody <laughs> Nice. That's just a clean. That's just a clean segue, is what that is. Uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about that cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, let to give everybody listening a little bit of context. We are recording this not a twenty, not a full twenty four hours after cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was delisted from the PlayStation Store. Um, okay. Which, let's wait. Let's 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 back up a yeah. little bit. Let's roll so, roll back. oh golly. Okay, so step one, uh, the game gets mostly very positive reviews. For, uh, yes. And then it is now for sale. It, by the way, they made like, there's like 8 million pre-orders for it. They made back their entire dev and advertising budget just with pre-orders. That's going to become significant in a second or two. Mm-hmm. And the game, so the game is, while it technically runs on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X slash whatever, uh, it it is it is a PC game and then it is a PS4 Xbox game. Like the it, there is no air quote next gen version. It just runs mm-hmm. on those consoles. So release day comes and the console versions. Are super broken. 
Why do yeah, people like, not like, know this? <laughs> because CD Projekt Red didn't let anybody play those versions before release. They didn't let anybody use their own footage in the reviews. That's, that's cute. I like yeah. that. Wait, nobody, not a single review was played on like all PlayStation PC. 4 and Xbox One? No, oh, all PC. No, 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 no. You still couldn't use your own footage. Oh, yeah, you so, could use screenshots. Yeah, you, you had to use B-roll. Ooh. You, you what, is it, mm-hmm. what is it? Two thousand nine? Come on, now. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, although oh, they did that, pe- reviewers were playing the actual full game. Couldn't use their own video footage. Could only use screenshots and only the PC version. So everything everybody saw before this game was available to the public was micromanaged to the nth degree. Game comes out. Super buggy, super broken. It really is not ready. It should not have been released in the state it is. CD Projekt admits as much, says, yeah, we did that. Our bad. (laughs) Which is now, yeah. And then, without consulting Sony or Microsoft, says, you know what? Just ask for your money back. We can't do that. But Sony and Microsoft would be happy to help you out. Sony and Microsoft say, I'm sorry, what? And then if you did. And you. New phone, who this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, a few days later, Sony says, okay, fine, sure. We'll g- if you bought it from the PlayStation Store, we will refund your purchase. Oh, by the way, asterisk, footnote, delisting the game. Suck on it. Microsoft follows up the day after saying, look, the situation sucks. We know this. CD Projekt, we hear you. We feel you. People who were pissed off about the game, yeah, we get it. We will also refund your cash. But by the way, you're not going to be able to play the game anymore. FYI. Mm. Mm. Which brings us to today. Best Buy also uh, announced that like they are allowing physical returns, <gasps> like no really? questions asked until December twenty wow. first. Yeah, wow. Yeah, unprecedented. I've never seen this happen before. <laughs> Just a quick question. I I am not familiar with the corporate masters of, that run CD Projekt Red at this point. If they're, you know, the the people that were in developer roles 13, 15 years mm. ago, etc. Yeah. Um, is the company run by unpatched Roach from the initial release <laughs> of Witcher? No, because, because, that, because un- girl, unpatched we... Roach is sweet. <laughs> yeah, unpatched Roach would not force its employees to work 70 hours a week for nearly I two don't, years. I don't trust flying horses. I don't know what they can get up to. No, they, they you I'm, know, flying Roach is just, you know, he wants some apples. He wants to mm-hmm. not be in the swamp because it's stinky. And he would like That's everybody right. to have a really nice time. He is not. Have a the nice, per- no, here's like, okay. We, we were talking Gwent, about a this. Little Gwent. Uh, uh, just a little, just a little Gwent. Uh, this 100% is someone, for reasons, business reasons, determined this game had to come out in Q4 because they had mm-hmm. to cash in on those 8 million 
pre-orders, they needed that revenue in Q4. They knew for a fact this game should not have been released, but mm-hmm. they were like, okay, well, can you, if we delay it like a few weeks, can you do what needs to be done? Can you just delay it and have it in Q4? No? Well, then fuck you. Release the game. We need that on our balance sheet. That's what this was. I don't know if you guys... I, 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 a lot of the cyberpunk 2077 timeline has sort of faded for me um i like the only here my relationship with this game was i covered the initial press conference that they had to announce it in 2012 because it was like god that's right i want to throw that out there they announced it was like a big deal they had uh the dude that was the original writer of the pen and paper cyberpunk mm-hmm. uh, like witcher stuff. 3 was still in development right witcher 3 was yep. three years away from release and uh th- you know it was it was a very interesting summer of announcements ground zeros was announced like a couple of days later and cd project red like they just refused to answer any questions about what hardware this thing would run on all they would say is like there this will not be a PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 release. It will never come out on those systems. We are looking ahead and people are, you know, you know, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox 1 hadn't even been announced at that point and they were like, "Will it be for the next round of consoles?" And they were like, "We're beginning development on PC." And I said, "I don't have to ever think about this game again until it comes out because if it comes out at all, it is not anytime soon. Yeah. And, you know, I think the last time I paid even an iota of attention to this was not last year when the Keanu thing blew up at E3 and they showed off that initial footage. It was when CD Projekt Red had made some sort of halting, vague comment prior to that in 2018, I think, where they were like, we're not committing to PlayStation 4 or Xbox One at this point. You know, I I think that at some point there was a question if it was going to ship on these things at all. And I don't know, like, I understand that you love money, but if you can't release something that works, like, so, what the fuck are you doing? Interestingly, because, like, I, I had been... The nice thing about being out of the games media is that you're like you can choose to engage with or ignore the media cycle however That's you want. That's true, yeah. And for Cyberpunk, like it was always this like distant sort of murmur, like this this game is going to come out and it's going to be like like you know their their next game but like like I wasn't thinking, I wasn't obsessing over it. It was just like, okay, well when it gets here, it gets here. So November rolls around. This is after they delayed it. But I was like, oh, I was like kind of looking into maybe picking this up. Um and I was like, okay, so Cyberpunk PS5 version, looking on Amazon, only brings up the PS4 version. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> this is a game where they were showing off, like, back in when they revealed it at E3, like, they were using high-end PCs to demo this thing. Like, they made a specific point to show off, like, how nice everything looked, right? Well, that's weird. And then I, yeah, then I look up, and, like, one of those SEO articles pops up, and I'm like, oh... It's only coming out on PS4 at launch. There's a free, like, next-gen upgrade when that's available. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. This, There's no way that this game is going to look 
like what they said, even, I don't know, even if they pared it down, but it sounds like it's even worse than that. I don't know. Like, did they, did, did the SEO article that pre-order, that pre-order, yeah. 2077, that come up, <laughs> uh, so Susan, you're, you're the one of us who's played this thing, correct? Yep. Like yep. you've, you've done it. You you don't have you don't have one of the one of them other boxes that they only want you to play it on. You got I one, do not. You have the console have that's launch too hot. PS4 launch. launch PS4, not even a pro. Yeah. No, not even a pro. Does, the day it came out, PS4. Yes. Can you hear your PlayStation Four screaming when you <laughs> boot the game? Okay, here's here's the thing. It works just fine. <laughs> uh, it's, I knew it. Yeah, it's okay. It, when I say it works just fine, that's asterisk caveat. It is very Fallout 4. Right? Sure. Like, yeah. things happen. It, yes, there are bugs. It has crashed on me once. I haven't run into the stuff that other people have, like... Like when you get in a car and, and characters are just T posing in the car. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> which is hilarious to me. Um, I, I definitely I have encountered NPCs whose lip sync doesn't match up with what they're saying. And there's some other issues, like, for example, uh, I'm in the middle of a heist with uh, this character that you that you uh, team up with called Jackie. And the the barks that he has aren't actually context sensitive to what's going on. So he'll say <laughs> something like, you know, he'll be, he'll, he'll scream like, like he's all right. Like it's because you're trying to, we're trying to sneak out of essentially Nakatomi Plaza basically. And, mm. and we're like trying to be really, really sneaky. So we don't get into a firefight with all these guards. And he'll be like, we gotta take it to them. And he's like crouched behind a planter. <laughs> so there's there's that kind of stuff but yeah man it's just a video game it works wait so cyberpunk 2077 is a playstation 2 game because it's a just Euro- it's a, it is a it is a european video game is yeah, what you're saying I, I well this is why i've been excited that you've played it on a base playstation 4 season because i don't trust people on twitter as far as I can throw the guy that took care of the Rancor in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and fair. he was That's... enormous. Yeah. Uh, so, I okay. Yeah. Like, I, I, I absolutely will say, this is not the game they sold. Because... Sure. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, everybody who is like, this is not what... But is, is right, it's not... Because what they showed was a really high NPC turned all the way up, which makes the game look stunning. Yes. What, I, seriously, this game is Fallout 4. It is that level of buggy. It is that level of graphical detail. It is that level of attractive. It's And it's, and it's got basically the same kind of quest structure. And it is buggy for largely the same reasons. 
This like, is that, so that's that's what I've heard. Like one of the the most positive voices that I've heard on Twitter uh, has been like Ian Boudreaux, who's been playing it for PC games, and I think is the outlet. And he said he's like, I love this game, but you have to approach it like Stalker, like the European mm. first person shooter, insanely broken Stalker. Like this this game is broken to pieces, but it, there's something fun in there, and you have to meet it on those terms. But it, that's like you said. That's not the game that they sold. They sold big triple A, yeah. You know, massive RPG. You can do anything. Like everything looks gorgeous. Everything is pristine. This, but you know, like it's not. It's well, it's, it's not. It's no, the no, 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 it's broken it's, European it's, yeah. RPG. It is. Yeah, I, well, it's not as janky as a European RPG. I will say, it's as insensitive. As a European <laughs> RPG, shock. But it's it, but it's not it's, as broken. Can I, for one second, just real quick, because I uh, because a listener, sweetheart, asked me to explain why trans why this game and and various aspects of the marketing and stuff upset trans people. Mm. So yeah, I just want to provide a very very simplistic, very reductive, but quick explanation. Okay. Uh, so, one of the things in cyberpunk is that you can replace out your body parts. Replace your eyes, replace your ears, replace your hands, replace whatever. You want to, you know, replace your, your pants parts, you totally can, fine. So, cis people tend to boil transgenderism down to your pants. If you mm-hmm. have a certain mm-hmm. body part, you are a certain gender, and if you are a different gender... You want the matching, but you have the body part or want the matching body part. So if you are a trans woman, you either have or aspire to have a vajay. Not true. First of all, there are many trans women out there who have no interest in removing what they were born with or changing that in any way. Secondly, there's a lot more to being trans than just the body parts. And like, just for, and, and uh, all I want you guys, uh, folks listening, who still don't get this, imagine every time you met a new person, the first thing they want to know about you is how you have sex. Okay, yeah, okay, that's really interesting. You seem like a really interesting person, but I just, I just, I have to ask. And oh that's God. the way a lot of cis people, you know, like. Weary, so. weary. Right. Well, I, you know, I do feel like that is something people wonder about you on a regular basis, Anthony. But <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got the wall scrolls. He's fine. I uh, yeah, he does. I he mean, does. It's like, true. The first thing I say when people ask too is, I'm always like, "Have you ever been to a TCBY?" And then <laughs> I just—that's <laughs> all I'll say. So that's, that's the it. only context you'll provide. There you go. That's no, that's but I've been to a YOLO. There you- <laughs> Y'all ever been to uh, Tasty Delight? And, there you uh, go. They, they were lying about it being frozen yogurt. That was ice cream. I don't <laughs> truck with that shit. This is the country's best. The thing that I was going to say before, Dave, was, and uh, this includes the need for like that sensitivity caveat, Susan, like the need to explain to people here is what this game is doing that's upsetting is 
based on the history of CD Projekt Red and its other games, why, A, why is anyone fucking surprised about any of this? And B, why are they... Why is it a big deal Here's now? The like, thing. The Witcher 3 was broken as fuck when it came out in 2015. And while that game wasn't a misogynist train wreck, it wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> no. But, but CD Projekt Red did not they did not like they did not weaponize the gamers. That's uh, true. Cyberpunk 2077 from the marketing mm. and to how it's engaged with its communities has mm. been weaponizing the gamers, quote unquote, uh, which, like, again, you know, I'm not going to blanket statement all gamers, but like the very specific statement, like the, the, tweeting out stuff like uh, identifying as an attack helicopter, which again is just like a red flag for like a specific core group of like channers. What, By the way, side what note. That? Oh, that's about using pronouns. I don't know about the what what was the incident uh, no, it was just in social media just being like very insensitive like basically use again it's the idea of like transgenderness is this this thing that's like not a joke but like it's Let not, me, it's the yeah. uh, okay so there's an ad in the game that you'll see everywhere of a uh, trans woman and they had a media event or photo shoot or something like that with someone cosplaying as this, uh, as the model from the poster. The oh. cosplayer is a cis woman oh. who, who was wearing a prop. And when people said, hey, there's plenty of trans cosplayers out there. Why not use one of them? Uh, the response was... Yeah, the response was not good from from the company, not like Chuds, right? Uh, all from, of like, the above. The project, response right. from the all response from the company was yeah. bad. The response from the cosplayer was bad. She called trans people mentally ill, and then the Chuds Whoa. did what Chuds do. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, and that's been just kind of like take that as like a microcosm of how they have basically marketed this game over the last two years since that like the the e3 sort of gameplay reveal uh the, it's it's not been great and the thing is is that like yes if you have the gamers on your side they will destroy anything in their wake for you but that's, if you cross yeah. them they will fuck your shit up and that's what happened because like people like uh like Callie Plagi I believe how you pronounce her name uh from GameSpot like reviewed the game gave it was it like a 7 or something like seven. still enjoyed it but like recognized the the issues with the game and like people on the internet there's like the the YouTube assholes of the world just going like oh this woman just never played the game and then the game came out and everyone's like oh maybe they were right <laughs> maybe we should be angry at the company that made it which is why everyone's response uh, has been so different because the gamer rage is so focused on this one company. It's like Mass Effect 3 ending times 100. Man, I... Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's see, the thing. Like it's this, like this, they they cynically not... weaponized I... the, their rage I... to defend I them. I didn't know that. 
at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. First of all, a, a it is one hundred percent a seven out of ten. One hundred percent. It's a seven <laughs> out of ten. Right. And like once they do all the patches and once they do, give it the Witcher three treatment, yeah, it'll probably be like a nine and a half. But it ain't there yet. That's the thing, though. Like CD Projekt Red, CD Projekt Red against all odds. And it took Warner Brothers coming in being like, let's give you all of like our outsourcing resources and fuck tons of money because we think The Witcher 3 is special and could be great. CD Projekt Red has only ever made one like masterpiece 10 out of 10. Prior to that, they've just made disasters that are interesting disasters but also horrifically offensive until they fucking fix them. Yeah, and I, re- like, I remember the first game, like, the voice acting was so bad that when, like, they redid everything for that enhanced edition. Dude, in the first but, version of Witcher 1 are trading cards for women you fuck. Yeah, That's yep. what happens in that game. That's the people making it. And it takes yep. the world being like, maybe... <laughs> You shouldn't have done that and go fix your broken game. And then they have like a 7.5 out of 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I didn't know about the, the, the like gamer marketing. So, okay, so here, this is something uh, I want to talk about because I, I totally get being pissed that you bought a, you bought a game that doesn't exist. Because of the way they manipulated the media. Which they straight up did. And I get that. I think that's valid. I think that anger is valid because you have literally been defrauded. Okay. Yeah, it's it's that's beyond just like marketing. That's No 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 no, yeah, no no no. That's 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 not like putting a spin on it. That is active manipulation and fraud. So all of those you know, one hundred percent I am behind everybody who's pissed on that. On that tip. But I really need to talk to and about what. Okay. So I saw a a comment from one person who uh, I think it was on Reddit and was like, Does everyone, does anyone else just feel empty inside? Because the game he's been thinking about every day for the past eight years is terrible. And. Oh, man. I, 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 okay, like, uh, getting excited for a game and then finding out it's a hot mess, absolutely 100% disappointing, and especially now, this in the year of Luigi 2020, more (laughs) upsetting because this was supposed to be a, a real bright spot, right? Okay, get that. What the fuck is wrong with these people that they yeah. invest so much emotion in a piece of media, whether that's Batman versus Superman, cyberpunk, whatever. What the fuck is wrong with you? And can we fix it? I, yeah. It's a lot of stuff. I, it's it's like one. It's the you know just the natural result of marketing making gamer an identity, like something that like you latch onto and like becomes a part of you rather than just like a thing that you enjoy. And I think a lot of it too is just like people like feel so disconnected from controlling any like any aspect of their lives that this is the one thing that they have that they can control and it's out it's once again out of their control 
Uh, I, no, I don't buy like, that. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't buy that. I don't. It, it, it strips away the responsibility that people have for themselves. I'm, I'm the first person to agree that people now are exposed to systems of control and manipulation from corporations and other entities that is unprecedented. Like, you know, every single religion for the last 30,000 years wishes that they could achieve what uh, an EA does with manipulating people's emotions. And God just needs a Twitter account. Them. It'll be fine. Right. I, 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 I'm, I'm with all of that. <laughs> but this noxious, exclusionary, small-minded fucking idiocy is not a new thing. Nor, no. is, it, nor is it exclusive to games. Like, no, 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 definitely not. No. no. It's not. Like, you know, it, it is the the game version, our own precious 21st century version of the asshole uh, who cares so much is we boy the medium really did spawn a very zesty blend of original spices for these fucks right but, but the, like i guess my point is that like yeah you know the individual does need to take responsibility for for their actions of course but like all of the systems that are in place with the way that social media like gives you that dopamine hit every time someone retweets your account like these systems are designed to make you engage with them and they're designed yes. to funnel you into yep echo chambers basically grow the yeah, fuck exactly. up take some responsibility for your brain and also like dude you know what it, at the end of the day it is your responsibility to fucking recognize those systems of control like it is your responsibility to sit there and be like wait a minute no and fucking i'm sorry like a person that sits there it's no different anybody who missed the pre-show that's not a backer of the show i was talking about an email that i once sent to my father and <laughs> encouraged him Say these fucking words aloud to yourself. I want to take that Reddit commenter that you were just talking about, Susan, and tell them to go look in the fucking mirror and say their dumb, idiotic statement to themselves out loud and see how they feel and interrogate if whether or not they need to re-examine their priorities in life. Right, it's, but... The th like, it just it feels like... You can't have that reckon reckoning until you recognize that that's what ha what's happening to you. Sure. And I don't know how, like, how do you punch through that cycle without building up systems that allow someone to break out of it? You know, like I don't know. Go outside. Yeah. People can't get people can't go see a psychiatrist because they can't afford it. I'm not even. Like, I'm, not, just, I'm not even talking about that. Although, good God, national therapy would be like. Yeah, desperately, desperately needed. One hundred percent media literacy is des desperately needed, and also it has to be pointed out that if you're a child or a young yeah. person, a teenager, you're so much more susceptible to all of this. And honestly, yes. I don't expect children and young people and teenagers to know any better. Yes. I don't because they haven't I mean, been out in the world yet. Uh, they're you know they're yeah. Sorry, sorry, but, I, I'm I'm right there with you. At what point do you so abdicate control and responsibility for your own happiness and well-being that you put that much weight 
on a movie, a video game. At the end of the day, even if it looked as spectacular as they said it would, it's still just going to be a video game. It's yeah. still it's, just it a movie. It won't it's, fill that hole, that void in your heart. That it won't. It, it will until never the next away. one. The next one comes along that you yeah. know also doesn't fill the void I, in your heart. I, like I'm sorry, Cyberpunk 2077 will never say it loves you. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Like, CD Projekt Red, not your dad. Okay, stop it. Dad. You do not pledge money. allegiance to a corporation. Stop it. That, but like, and that's the thing, Dave. Like, they do just want your money. And Susan, I. Yeah. I, I so completely agree with everything you just said about, like, young people. It is your God-given right when you are 17 to be dumb as fucking rocks. In fact, you are doing your job for having bad opinions and idiotic worldviews and getting fired up about things that ultimately don't have that much meaning or worth. That's what you're supposed to be doing so that you can learn later how to be a goddamn grown-up and take responsibility. This is what Yakuza 7 is about. Yakuza 7 is literally about realizing what it takes to like hit rock bottom and then take responsibility for your own life. And it's like a like that is a hero's quest. And every single person needs to go through that themselves you have to grow up at some point and i don't care you know how many different glowing goo on your phone you see every single day you have to sit there at some point and be like i don't like the way this makes me feel every addict has to have the moment where they become so completely they realize that the thing that they keep doing is making them more unhappy than the thing is making them feel good. And I don't know, man. Like, if people need help, like, escaping these systems of control, that's, I don't disagree. And I agree that they're very powerful. But mm-hmm. I think to yeah, say 100%. that, like, some douchebag talking about Cyberpunk 2077 uh is the greatest game of all time and then sending a death threat to a reviewer because they gave it a a number like that person gets no pity for me i can understand their position i can understand why they've come to that place in their life but i also don't think that they're not responsible for their own fucking world and to be a fucking better person Sorry. This happened with No Man's Sky. It's No Man's Sky all over again. They were, they bought something that they, or they were sold something that didn't exist. They got the actual thing, found out it was nothing like what they'd been told. And just completely lost the plot because this was going to be the answer to all their hopes and dreams. You're, you're totally valid. You're, you're absolutely correct to be angry and feel betrayed and feel like your trust has been completely laughed at and ignored for a dollar. Because it has. Mm-hmm. But what the hell is wrong with you that your response is just not, oh my God, fuck you, I'm never going to trust you again. That's an appropriate response to that situation. Not the world is unjust and all must perish. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it's so funny to see this lunatic, uh, you know, rallying cry of, like, consumer rights from people. Yeah. I because wish they, uh, if they d- directed a fraction of this energy at uh, things to like that, actual like, change, actually like would materially right? help people's we lives, would, we would literally be able to geoengineer the planet. Like there would no <laughs> longer be any climate change or societal issues. We'd be like, oh, everybody has enough food because people stop being ding dongs. I like the the like, the whole consumer rights thing. Be like, all right, then don't fucking buy these things. That ding, like if ding, you guys ding, are ding. all if you guys are on the consumer if you guys are real true capital C capitalist dogs free market uh, baby <laughs> free market b- guys don't fucking buy this shit go somewhere read a book fucking idiots play oh, man. any other game there's thousands there are millions there are millions of alternative games oh you. There are other types of the same game. You can play the cyberpunk tabletop role-playing game with your friends. With the power of your imagination. You can do anything you want. You can go make your own. Do something else. Yep. Oh, man. Like, none of this is to excuse. Like, Like, Susan, you were just saying it. Dave, you were just saying it. None of this is to excuse any of CD Projekt Red's nope. like noxious nope. CD behavior. Pro- CD Pro- like, the executives of CD Projekt Red need to resign yesterday and the workers need to organize. They like, need to be tried for fraud. They straight yeah. up need to be tried for fraud. Class action fraud lawsuit. I also, you know what's awesome about that? If that happens and like they get, they get doinked up real nice <laughs> is, <laughs> is there won't be a Witcher 4. Because, man, they would just beef that. Like, don't make another one. Just let it... It's true. Please don't. Just, Please just don't, don't make another Witcher. Don't make another one. You guys no. you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. You, you nailed it. Don't do that anymore. Um, Yeah, man. Fucking... I, every single time I see, like, anybody self-identify... Like, I'm a gamer now. Uh, I Dear just gamers. All I hear is the angry roommate from Shaun of the Dead in my head, go, like going, "Sort your life out!" Like that's all I hear. <laughs> all fucking time. Sort your fucking lives out, Jesus. Yeah, remember when we played Tekken Three? That was like you—you you were twenty-three, dude. <laughs> that was eight years ago. I. <laughs> Sometimes you just yell about Breath of the Wild for years, and then suddenly you discover you like it, you idiots. I'm saying, I'm saying, life's interesting. It's all per- personal. It's a journey. It's a, a journey. Personal growth. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, what about yes. a game that's good that you've been playing? Okay. <laughs> Elegant segue. Uh, so, uh, first full disclosure, I backed this game on Kickstarter oh. uh, because I'm not a game journalist anymore, and I can do that <laughs> without it being an ethical issue. Uh, so, okay, so it's it's called Unmemory, which is a terrible name, but uh, and they sell it. They 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 promote it as a uh, like an escape room. Like it's a it's a it's a book that's an escape room neither of these things are true 
What it is, it is the spiritual successor to Device 6, which if you have been listening to this show for any length of time, you know how I feel about that game. I think it's one of the best, it's easily one of the best mobile games ever made, and it's just such a phenomenal and unique experience. I think it's magnificent. It is very much like that in that the story, it, it is presented uh, as a story that you read and participate in. It also has a lot in common with Memento in that the main character can't form long-term memories. So after a certain point in his life, he can no longer make long-term memories. So he will meet you, you'll introduce yourself, A few minutes later, he has completely forgotten that because he can't convert a short-term memory to a long-term memory. And that's the underlying shtick of why you are going through this particular series of events. It is some of the most satisfying puzzle solving I've encountered in years. The, uh, it's divided into chapters. What happens is you, your character, uh, the woman you love is shot and killed while you... Okay, so you're having a little intimate moment. Mm. And you're tied oh. to the bed and you're blindfolded. Oh, oh my and so you goodness. Oh, look at this. Uh, huh, my stars and garters. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, a, it's a little Jared's game. Uh, you, <laughs> you hear it happen, but you don't see it happen. So the entire game, you were trying to figure out who killed Diane. And you hear her say, she's like, no, Jay, no. And you find out there's this guy, he's a gangster, Jay Samarost, and Diane's friends, who, by the way, happen to be a band of thieves, hmm. decide, you know what? We're going to help you kill Jay because we want to get, get back for Diane. And each chapter fills in a little bit more of the story. And ultimately what this, this uh, they're called the uh, something kittens, the killer kittens, uh, is Diane and her friends, the killer kittens, they have little stashes all over town of important things. And each stash is locked. So each chapter, you are solving a series of puzzles to figure out how to unlock this stash. And every stash is different. And you feel like such a freaking genius when you figure each one out, you you just you like it's like you feel your brain get bigger, and then 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 like fireworks go off. Like oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm so smart. Look at me, I'm brilliant. Oh my god, it's incredibly satisfying. Susan, how Device Six was like seven years ago, six or seven at this point. God. It was when we were at Joyce. Yeah, so yeah, it was like, joystick because Alexander twenty fourteen. <laughs> yeah, um, ha- I hate time. They- yeah, time's fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's, fuck I, I have time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have they done anything since that besides oh, sure, this? Yeah, yeah, oh, they've done a lot. Okay, all right. I was- this is not by Samogo. It's not by the same people. Oh, it's not by Samogo. Oh, no, I it is not by Samogo. Like yeah, Samogo spiritual successor. Yeah, ge- yes, gameplay-wise, um, Samogo has really not gone back and revisited that kind of game. They've done some other things. Uh, yeah. It's definitely that kind of... The one the one piece of DNA that, that ties all Samogo games together is that sort of otherworldliness, that sort of yeah. 
through the looking glass kind of it 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 seems familiar but it's definitely not very um the prisoner this right. is yeah. uh it, it it definitely it and they and they acknowledge as much that it evokes device six very strongly oh. so like they're they're kind of owning it is it oh they own it uh, yeah also I, the I, game I, is obsessed with the pixies so Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that uh, y- you know this uh, about me. Um, I was not smart enough for device six. Uh, my Samogo, my ability to get like f- f- push my way through a Samogo uh, adventure was year walk. Year walk was like, that's like my difficulty. <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, and uh, like, um, that game's awesome. By the that way, that game's so good. The game's so it is. It's really good. Uh, it's the only thing still installed on my iPad because my iPad nice. is from 20, 2011 and <laughs> it can't can't run anything more powerful than your walk. Um, could I play this? And like, no, no, sweetie, no, I love you, but no, <laughs> no, no, I, I would, no. Would I just be sitting there angry? <laughs> I don't think you'd get angry. I think you would just get there and go like, I don't, what do I do? I what don't, do I do? I don't. This you is a game you it. have to play with a notebook next to you. Yeah. 100%. You have to have a notebook with you. It's, yeah, it's a very, very thinky game, not just in how do I solve the puzzle, but what is even being asked of me? Mm. And it's, oh God, it's so good. It's so And this is, this is a mobile game? It is. Three bucks. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it is also on Steam, if you would rather play it that way. I will say there's no enormous benefit to playing it on mobile, unlike Device 6. Like, Device 6 really made the most out of the fact that it was on a phone. So it mm. used all aspects of that. Yeah, it was to very influence. like House of Le- House of Leaves. Like you had to turn the tablet around. And, yep. Or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Very much did so. You get, uh, go ahead. I was get, I was going to ask. Did it come with any crazy things for backing it? Like, was there like since you backed the game? Did it come with like? Uh, I got a T-shirt and a, a, a poster. Uh, because there were obviously different tiers, um, and that's that's what I got. It's just a picture. And my name and my name's in the game, so that's cool. Yeah. That's actually yeah. really cool. Yeah, that was cool. Which I didn't even think about until I'm like, I finished the game, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, hey, it's me. Cool. You can make an IMDb page and put yourself as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you do that on games you backed? I don't know. I should, go, should. <laughs> I should get I should go uh put my put my name as a producer on Shovel Knight. There you go. <laughs> take, take that. Um it's a true story. This is a true story. I worked for Joystick where we couldn't we like our policy was you cannot back Kickstarter campaigns while you're here. Mm-hmm. It's unethical. And then I was at Engadget for six months, and then I was at Games Radar where we had the same policy. Uh, I was saying Gadget. I definitely backed Shenmue Three and Bloodstained. I got in there. I was like, I have special dispensation. I gotta get it. I gotta do it. Koji Igarashi. 
I got to go in there, but I didn't. I didn't review either of those games, so it's all good. Bloodstains bummer. Um, how long was it, Susan? How long was a uh, on memory? Oh golly. Um, well, I guess that depends on how quickly you grok what is being asked of you in mm. each individual chapter, because each one is different and the puzzles are different. The only thing that really carries over from chapter to chapter is the way you interact with the the interface really hmm. um so it was probably four to six hours that's not bad at all that's no so no, it's I'm... highly thinky and and it's yeah it's so it's clever as hell like okay here's an example i will give you one example okay are you guys so it, it, so each chapter, it sets the scene for you, very infocomy, and it will say, like, here you've got, you know, there's a book on the table, mm-hmm. there's some scotch tape, there's a pen from a bar, whatever. And you can page through them and, and look at them more closely. Are you guys familiar with those old-fashioned pens where you would turn them upside down and a, like they had a, a cl- clear barrel, and then something would move, right? Yes, like a like a like a fish from an aquarium or something. Uh-huh. Exactly. But the ones given out to sales executives had a pretty lady in them, mm-hmm. so oh. that when you turned it upside down, her clothes came off. Their body. Okay. That's that's <laughs> one of the things you get in one of the chapters, and so you have to turn your phone upside down. Oh, so that cool. you can see what's revealed when you do that with the pen. It's that kind of stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, what do I do with that piece of information? Okay, now I know her name. How does that help me? Hmm. Lots uh, of audio cues, uh, stuff that only happens if you turn on the tape recorder, that sort of thing. Like, oh, it'll only you'll only get to see this clue if music is playing. That's, that's awesome. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I will defer on trying on memory because it's going it's going to be shipping to me very soon. I am finally going to try Return of the Obra Dinn. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. that's exciting! I know, I know. I'm so fucking pumped. Uh, yeah, I I got I I realized that like it's you know, people love this thing so much. I realized that's probably one I'd want for the library. So I got like the limited run games cart and I'm going to play it on switch. And I feel like that's the kind of thinky that I'll be able to do. Oh, for sure. Because it's because it's all like legit environmental observation yeah. and it's logic. Information. It's one yeah, it's logic. big logic puzzle. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm going to, I'm going to put all of my, uh, uh, horizons broadening eggs. You're gonna you're month. gonna hate those pit cross boss battles, though, man. I'm telling you. I'm joking. They're not in there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally bought it for a second. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you have to complete this puzzle in like 30 seconds, or the uh, game. Are there kills like you. Pea, pea soup green no. like bosses? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there a kraken that comes up from the boat? That'd be dope. Uh, I'd be way into it. Uh, I actually think on memory, it's weird that 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 sort of 
element of a game where you're not just let like left to your devices to figure out the mechanics, but to figure out what the game is asking of you at all. Because the game that Dave has been playing, 13 Sentinels, is it's not that demanding, but it's not that far out of that realm. Uh, we have talked briefly about this game in the past. I started it back in September. Dave recently finished it. Like Unmemory, there are parts in this game where it's just like, all right, it's up to you to start sifting through the ashes. Yeah. Okay, start yeah. start at ground zero. Explain okay. yes. this We're game. Start at the beginning. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Susan, Susan, I honestly... Dave is gonna struggle with this, but any human being will struggle with this. Describe I'm gonna say, you know that that the gif of Charlie with like talking about Pepe <laughs> Silvio with like the red, like the cork board with all the yarn on it, and he's like smoking, and that's what I'm gonna sound like. I'm gonna sound like a crazy person. Okay, it is physically impossible to elevator pitch this game. Right. There is there is no, and I also don't want to spoil it because the I, whole point of the game yes, is yeah is to experience the way that the story unfolds. So the game, it is, uh, the best way that I've heard this explained, it is 75% visual novel, 20% real-time strategy game, 5% Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. So the game starts out, uh, you see a couple characters running in, a, in like a packed uh, Tokyo city. A bunch of people are running away from something. Uh, there's like like uh, stomping noises everywhere. There's just bedlam, calamity. Uh, and this this young woman kind of hikes up her 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 um, school skirt a little bit, swipes her leg, and a start button appears, and then a giant mech just flashes down from the sky and she teleports inside of it. And so the game begins on the day of the final battle. This is what the game explains to you. This is how how Vanillaware sort of drops you in in Media Res uh, on the end of the game, basically. And so you're... Um, introduced to the concept of like oh they're a kaiju they're invading uh and you and like 13 other high school students band together in these mechs you don't know you don't know any of this shit when this like initial level is happening though no but like it's it it's pretty hours like, the, to figure yes <laughs> but the elevator pitch is that like yes you are 13 high school students trying to fight off kaiju on like the end of the world kaiju invasion giant mechs uh then you start to play the game <laughs> and so it's there are three sections of the game there's remembrance destruction and oh what's the third one the the it's like where all of the the Wikipedia stuff is. Yeah, it's like it's it's like archive or, or yeah, like, basically. Yeah, it's yeah, and so the majority okay. of the game takes place in Remembrance, where what it is is you follow each of these thirteen different characters' lives in the days leading up to the final battle. But that you sounds like, like a, that sounds like boring. No, 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 no. And like no, that's, no, no, no. that's no, that's the thing when you try when when. 
it would <laughs> it's like it it would be like if you were like all right in star wars a farmer fights a bad guy like there's like they're like mm-hmm. as uh there's like an evil army and then yeah. a farmer joins the good army and he goes yeah. and fights him like because like, like he, he, even even the high school kids element you're like oh 13 high school kids join together 13 <laughs> 13 gender fluid time displaced yeah that's characters. the thing is like these... some of the one of them talks to a cat that says that demons are real but that's not what's happening she's being manipulated by forces unknown to her but that's in 1985 Wait, the girl or the cat both yeah see the, that's the girl the girls in 1985 but you see the cat is running away from scientists who accidentally brought a boy from 1945 yeah 45 he's thinking that america is invading japan when kaiju invade his timeline yeah see that's what hmm so, over the course of the first three hours, it introduces you to a handful of characters like lin- in linear fashion. This is the only part of the game that is like done linearly. Uh, yes, in you gameplay have to play form, in, you have to play in order. Yeah, I was going to say in linearly order. in gameplay okay. form, not in time. So you play as a kid named June, who's like, I'm just a normal high school kid, running around, I'm gonna help my teacher, and then you're like, oh no, something happened, and then a mech appears, and then your friend who's been following you this entire time is like, well, that's not good, we gotta wipe your memory now, end of chapter. You're like, what the fuck? What (laughs) the fuck just happened? End of chapter, smash cut to bizarre tower defense tactics rpg hybrid where you're on like a map that looks like that old like uh like darwinia if you remember that what's what's that game the 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 the, was the real guy the last guy the the final the last guy that ps3 exclusive the last guy where you're on a glowing city oh oh yeah yeah right and now you've got a young trans woman yelling at a brusque biker gang guy. Yeah, like 1980s Pompadour. Yeah. No context for who they are. <laughs> and when, like, all of this probably just sounds like you're like, this is convoluted nonsense for the sake of convoluted nonsense. But slowly but surely, as you play through the first four to five hours, you start, it starts to congeal into a rhythm that is completely unique. Again, like if there was like a design document for this, that was like the typical design document of like two to three pages. Anybody who looked at this and was like, huh. I'm going to give this money so that I can make more. That's not... (laughs) Nobody would ever fund this in a million years. But when you get there, you're like, all right, this is kind of making sense. But when you get out of that period, it just completely explodes open. And you get to choose which of these characters you want to play as for a little while and observe their stories. And to say it's pure visual novel doesn't really make sense because you're playing in these like side scrolling stages and it's like you're at school or you're downtown or you're in somebody's home okay but what are you 
doing? You're exploring, but what you're also doing is trying to talk to people, do like investigate, get information, and then use that information to ask them about certain things or cause a a sequence of events. And you keep doing it, you keep groundhog daying it to cause different timelines to emerge. If you press the square button, you will see that there are like branching paths Right on the like the the character that you're playing as. It's like okay, I'm here in classroom right now, and there are two blank spaces, and one of them has a keyword that I don't have yet. Like it'll it'll highlight it. It'll say like you need the textbook keyword to to unlock this path. So like okay, well is there a textbook nearby? And you're like you look around, and eventually you find one, and then you can like bring that up to someone and. Compl- using that keyword will move that particular path forward. And then when you replay it, when you play the character's next chapter, uh, it'll start you sort of back, like events move forward, but it's, it's also cyclical. So it's like, it starts back at the beginning of that path. And it's like, okay, well now I can do this other path that I haven't done. Um, in order to move that part of the story forward, the, the puzzles aren't, super involved there's a couple times where you have to like try to figure out like okay well if i activate this action it's going to cause like it's just going to loop me through this again so i have to figure out how to do something different yeah uh like like there's one character have you ever seen the movie source code susan yes Mm -hmm. there's one character who's literally living the plot of source code who, (laughs) who He's he he's on a train station. He knows that the kaiju are about to attack, but he's trying to stop it. And then the kaiju attack, and then uh, his segment ends, and he finds like he finds himself pulled out of it into this like like just like a view of the galaxy. And the character's like, "Did you get the key?" He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Did you get the key?" No. Okay, well, we got to send you back in then. And you're like, what the fuck? And again, this is like, this happens constantly, nonstop through the game. You're just like, it it is, the game is constantly recontextualizing everything you've learned about it with new information. But it's also doing it out of sequence because you can pick and choose, which there are certain breaks where like you can't progress in a character story until mm-hmm. you've either completed a certain amount of uh, missions in the real t- in the the destruction mode, which is the real time strategy game. You know what you this sounds progress- a lot like is the progression of something like Virtue's Last Reward, yes. where you have yes. all these characters, yes, and their stories intersect, but you have to mm-hmm. do certain things to get them to cross over. Virtue's last except you play as every single character. Yeah, (laughs) in Virtue's last reward. Yeah, nonary games. There's nonary games DNA here. There's ghost trick DNA here. Yeah, like there's a lot of ghost trick. There's a lot of nonary games, and then there's like a lot of like fucking front mission. Like, (laughs) I. The, pro- the problem with trying to talk to anyone about this game is that you spend all your time... You can't just say to somebody, like, it's really good. Like, it's a good game. Because inevitably they're like, why? Well, what's it about? What do what's you do? It about? What do you do? And that is an impossible question to answer. 
but the, the again, it's there is a cumulative effect to all of this. Like, I guess it's about an hour, one like about an hour in, you start. You've been you've been with sort of what feel like really milk toast anime characters. There's like the kind of white bread boy who you know is good, and then there's the girl that he seems to be fated to be with, and you're like the demure woman, the, right? Yeah, you're like man, I guess. And then it's just like Dateline, 1985. You're a high school girl <laughs> that can't stop watching sightings and, mur- and murder she wrote and <laughs> unsolved mysteries. You like VHS tapes about UFO sightings and you just got fucking ET'd because you found a robot in your volleyball like the, practice The robot room. literally wears the sweater, her bag, like the towel at ET. It's Yeah. And you're like, is it... Is it choking? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Why is any of this like, happening? Somewhat, like, I was tweeting about it that it's like it, it is clearly like one of the most bonkers games I've ever played just like narratively structured like no one's done like no one's done something like this before uh, to my knowledge anyway I'm sure someone has uh, on itch, itch.io I'm sure there's a game <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> an endless labyrinth but then it's like someone responded that was like now now you get to decide if it's like, uh, if it's like an anime where it's uh, like, like, does clever mean it's good? Uh, I want to say yes. Uh, it's it's it. It's relentless in how mm-hmm. it delivers, like, just an endless barrage of plot twists. And then you do eventually find your footing, and you start like piecing together the puzzles in your brain. Which is why there's that like Wikipedia option there, because there are like files that you unlock that provide additional context to things that you found. You can also rewatch scenes and it will order all of the scenes that you've seen in the game in chronological order for you. So you can actually see like, oh, this scene from 2088 is actually set before this scene in 1944. That's weird. Um, so so there's a lot, there's a lot of that, but it, it it's delivered with such a confidence and like yeah. so much style that like even when you're sort of barraged by everything like even if you're like con- like there are times I'm playing this game where I feel like I'm I can't enjoy the story because I'm thinking so much about it if that makes any sense yeah uh, it but, does but then but but what helps it though is the depth and quality of character. Yeah. Like, the thing that grounds it all is that all of the characters are really good. And anytime you start to feel adrift, they pull it back for you. Yeah. You, Th- you there's can... no character that you're like, oh, I hate this person. Right. I, I never want, like, like you, you play Final Fantasy 13 or something. You're like, I just want to punch everyone here. Like, the, it's just... <laughs> It's really pretty. Yeah, okay, but, man, but your tolerance for anime bullshit but, is much higher than mine. So yeah, but like but, that's but but that Susan like that's what's so so within within a few hours of playing Thirteen Sentinels, I was like, oh, this is George Kamatani's thriller, like in the way in the way that Michael Jackson wrote that record where he's like, I'll show people fucking say I'm in a shitty little 
pop group as a show you who's an artist. Like <laughs> Thirteen Sentinels is George Kamatani being like fucking say I'm a misogynist and I shallow made the boob witch game. What if I showed you a game that's about the most beautiful people in the world? Like it's like it's written with such ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> and with, by somebody with something to prove like this game feels like the work of somebody who if they didn't get it out of this system it would have killed them and <laughs> it, against all odds it, against all odds it doesn't it works come as, it works like it doesn't it feel desperate yeah like it's it's real dumb like by the like I will I'm not going to spoil the ending but it like it does come together uh it's real dumb everything that happens you're just, like you you really do have to switch off the part of your brain that's like well like kaiju are stupid you're like well yes yes kaiju are stupid time travel is kaiju are these things stupid. are all kaiju's... dumb anime is dumb it's all dumb just enjoy it uh it's but it... It's it's a it's a fun ride. It is. Yes. It is just a really fun, good ride. Play it. It's weird. It's good. Good dialogue. Really, just really good. It makes writing. me want a yakisoba pan. Real I was just bad. I was just gonna say. There's like, th- there are so many moments where you're like, I don't know what's happening, and I don't care because I like what's happening so much. Like you do see, like, the guy in World War II finds out that his his girlfriend is not only trans but from the future and is actually like in her 40s. <laughs> and he's like, what? I thought, what's happening? And then all of a sudden he's like, well, she just went through a portal to the future. I'm following her. And then it just like hard cuts to him being like, well, I've been homeless and on my own for six months in the future, but at least the fast food kicks ass. Now I'm going to get in a fight with these street toughs. And that's just like one. How long is that scene at the beginning, Dave? Like four minutes. Yeah. And it's just that. One. That's another thing that helps too, is like each chapter is probably about the length of your average anime episode like between 15 to 20 minutes uh-huh, uh-huh so like you it's it's real snappy like okay you're constantly like it, it, there's no filler like no, no one no, no one talks in circles no one like repeats things that they don't need to repeat it's all in service of the greater story yeah shockingly okay. not that's appealing again like again feels like it's made by somebody with something to prove uh okay so give it what okay what kind of energy does this have like give me that it has it oh susan you're muted you're muted oh heck okay so uh tell me what energy it has like get like something that i i'm familiar with and like it has guardians of the galaxy energy or it has Mm. strong you know, last night of E3 and we're all drinking energy or, you know. <laughs> well, the, so the way that I explained it to Anthony is that it's it's like if Hideki Anno, the guy who made Evangelion, read House of Leaves and watched a lot of Lost. 
and then that sounds to make terrible. A game. That <laughs> yeah. Let me. Because Evangelion not, is not good. And Lost sucked. What if? What if? You could unapologetically and uncomplicatedly love all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What if there were no bad parts to the Buffy TV show? That's a big ask. That's, and that, you, you asked me what the energy was. Okay, okay, okay. What if you could okay. unapologetically and uncomplicatedly enjoy all of Buffy and all of Firefly? That's that's what the energy is like. Okay. Yeah. All right then. What if they were like, we're gonna take this out. We're gonna well, let's just take the brothel episode. We're just gonna put that put that over, over here. here. That's a, the garbage. That's gone. That's gone. We're let's gonna, just deal with the fetishization of young women beating men up. Okay, we're, that's over we're take there. That. That's over here. We're gonna take that. And I guess all of season four. We're gonna, we're gonna just, <laughs> well, and then, oh, oh wait! Well, what's the, I found a Godzilla movie. And all you let's, have let's, left let's is put, the guy let's... that played Giles. That's it. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's just Anthony Stewart head and nothing else. Yeah, that's that's. But that's the like you asked what yeah. the energy is. There is there is a like Joss Whedon ish energy there. That is in Without no way tainted. the problematic parts. Okay, with okay, zero problematic okay. parts, it's like solid ben- answer. Benevolent. Well, there's there's some Japanese nationalism in there that I'm like a little. Mm, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, like that. But like, even like there, there are moments where like it, it, it seems like it's going to be yet another Japanese game with like unsavory. Uh, elements mm. of like let's look at the sexual lives of teenagers but like got it i would say that it's even more laudably uh executed than like persona five and four like it's Ooh. it's good it's very very okay. very good okay. Uh, okay but like don't ever try to talk to people (laughs) i do i find i the the thing that makes me laugh really hard about this game is that like this game was supposed to come like this game was also in development for seven years like cyberpunk like they Uh, they they ground zero this game right like in japan they 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 sold a 40 dollar demo demo last year that was like the just the prologue, uh, right? Yep, like the on first disc. four hours. Yeah, because it had been so long delayed, and they had to recoup. Their and costs. like, basically, everybody had forgot about it. this. Was supposed to be a PlayStation Three and Vita game, like yeah. It's just, yeah, exactly. And when it finally came out, like the world didn't talk about it. And then one person on Twitter was like, "This is the best game ever made. Everybody should play it. It's a national treasure." And it was Masahiro Sakurai, the creator of Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> he was just like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, like the, the what was it, the the near, the near guy was also Yeah, and like, Yoko, Ta- Yoko Taro was just like, yeah. it's a triumph. <laughs> but like, that's not surprising. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he's going to drink and be sad. It's oh. This isn't that get kind of game, though. This, yeah, this is... This Yakuza is a, 7 is that kind of game, though. Yakuza, man, you know. Wait, it's not sad, is it? Yakuza Seven is 
sad in the mo- Yakuza Seven is. It's sad most, when it needs to be. It's the is most it sad triumphant. or is it melancholy? It's not even that. It's no. It's triumphant. Tri- it's like Yakuza Seven is. It is a game that is fundamentally about the fact that your life will change and be weird and you never you've never ever blown it like you can always fix things oh uh, i see i see i see i see i i don't want to go it's too never too far late down uh, yeah it's never too late i don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because soon yeah I, this is the this is the one not zero it's not yakuza zero because it, even more than any other game, this one has less to do with like mob bullshit. Like, okay, good. It you got, there's still there's some mob bullshit. There's mob but bullshit. Ichiban but like, not, like exists tangentially to it. Yeah, exactly. Like mob bullshit is there to like move the plot along, move some conflict around. Uh, this this game. I mean, it's called Yakuza, so there's got to be a little. Well, bit. I mean, it's not it's not supposed to be though. Like that's the thing. It's co- it's supposed to be called Like a Dragon, like uh, oh, the, yeah. It's only called Yakuza in the United States. the The name of the series is Ryu Gagatoku, which is it literally translates as Rise Like a Dragon. Uh, okay. And so this is supposed to be Ryu Gagatoku Seven, as opposed to. Oh, I see what you like mean. Okay, got it. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I also, don't tell you too much. Weeb. Oh, you, well. Yeah. But like the weebness is no. Also, you're a weeb. Oh, I'm a huge weeb. Yeah. Like, hold on. Yeah. 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 What's nearby? What's near? What, <laughs> what can I grab? What's nearby? Susan, I have here a Final Fantasy VI Go-Go keychain that was only sold in capsule toy containers in What One of the freaking side characters that you could miss. Yeah. You motherfucker. I like, I like, this is my favorite character because Hironobu Sakaguchi said that this was his favorite character. And I always thought it would be really cool if I could be Go-Go. <laughs> Go-Go's a mimic. And can be any kind of character that you want it to be. You find Gogo inside of the earthquake worm. Why do you sound like Why do you sound like Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy all of a sudden? (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why that's weeb voice. I wish it was still in the plastic container so that it still had the tag that was inside the can. Wow. Yeah, wow. We we went on a journey <laughs> together, everybody. Okay. Okay. One, okay then. It was then. right there. It was right there within reach. This is a pocket station. You can use this with an original PlayStation 1. No. Dave, right. who makes this show possible? <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. Our who indulges this nonsense? <laughs> Our Patreon back. Go play Yagas of Seven. It's good. Yeah, just go play. Uh, our Patreon backers, patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, I'm going to give a special shout out to our Patreon backers now. We have Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Conra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Thierry Belair, Stormshot, Elio Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony What of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle. Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Krugan. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Anybody who Thank you all very much. Possibly thinking about backing this show, uh, you can at a certain tier watch us record this live uh, on a video chat once every other episode. And uh, Gluttony107, who was in that litany, actually got to just say uh, the people that question their life choices make this show possible. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Yeah. Which is. Which is pretty the people good. who question their life choices record this show. So that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you also can get access to the Continue Podcast Discord for backing our show. Uh, you can get an extended version of every single episode with two count them two backer sections: one before the show proper and one after. Uh, and we'll we'll answer your burning questions personally. We take requests. That's usually how the backer sections happen. Uh, if you do not back us, please share the show around with friends, loved ones. Uh, I know that, uh, we're getting on to that time of year when people are going to like start thinking about how stir crazy they are and they need to exercise, uh, because it's the holidays, but it's going to be even worse because 2020 and the pandemic. So if somebody's like, yo, dog, I'm going to go jogging or for, go for long walks. Be like, I have the weird people that you should put in your ear holes right here. Give them this show. Uh, you can follow us on twitter.com slash continue pod. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash continue podcast. Dave, where can people find you? Me? Oh, me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at David Robots, uh, Instagram at David Robots. Um, hoping to start up with more Game Boy stuff after the new year once Ooh. finances are. Yeah, uh, BoxyPixel just put up pre orders for a brought, an anodized aluminum Game Boy SP, but it doesn't flip. Ooh. And you can put in like a aluminum buttons and it's like nice and flat that sounds good uh, looks very very expensive though so i'm gonna i don't know anyway so uh, the that stuff is usually going on over there i uh, twitch.tv slash continue podcast is on a little hiatus right now just because man uh if what like th- have you heard i'm sorry about but this fuck twitch i'm sorry yeah yeah they banned yeah, the word what, virgin what? but they won't ban the n-word Okay. Yeah. Whoa, what? yeah, they ban they ban the word simp. You can't say simp on Twitch, but you and we're fine. Whatever, do it. Go go nuts. What? Also, uh, there's like like politicians trying to introduce writer bills that say if you stream any uh, copyrighted content, that's a felony. So I may just stream to Discord. We'll see Whoa. how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. Real hate stuff. speech. You guys got to tell is me calling about someone this. an incel. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Susan, where can people find you? My couch. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Orange, or you can find me over on my other podcast, which is called Long Legged Beasties. And we've done a pair of Christmas horror movies for the holiday season. This week's movie is Gremlins. Oh, awesome. That's and we ended cool. up having a really cool conversation about is a gremlin a creature or is it just a natural evolution of a mogwai? 
Yeah. Like, do all Mogwai become gremlins at some point? Did you guys, did you guys talk about the novelization of gremlins, which goes into this stuff? We did not, but someone did share that with me because something I did not pick. Okay, so one of the rules is you can't get them wet. Mm-hmm. Bitches are walking through the snow in the whole movie and nothing happens. <laughs> just, constantly, just constantly. That's why Gremlins 2 is amazing. The scene in the security uh, office. Yeah, 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 where yeah. They're yeah, all yeah. being like, come on, this is bullshit. <laughs> and and, and it's always just, midnight somewhere. And then one of them explodes out of the console and eats him. That's movie yeah. making. Um. Oh, so that's why you you were talking about Gremlins 2. That's delightful. Yes. I love that movie. Now um, I can pitch my essay about Hideo Kojima and Gremlins 2. <laughs> Dave, stop plagiarizing me. Uh, <laughs> I would read that, though. I would read the shit out of that. Um, you, you can follow me at A. John Agnello on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Uh, and you can listen to my other podcast, which is about video game music, called Video Game Grooves. And we'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Merry Christmas!